y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today here on the Tuesday Tip on It's a PR Thing. You know I love talking to you about PR things. Today we're going to talk about how to build stronger relationships with the news media. We've been doing a lot of media training over the past four months and we teach 10 key tools in that training that help you be able to build a stronger relationship. And it's been really interesting on how many of those participants lately are under the impression that the only two key tools you need are a really good media list and a good news release, when in fact there are 10 tools. So grab a pad of paper, a pen, and let's dive into the PR learning love today. Welcome everyone to It's a PR Thing. This is the show where we help you build relationships that build business. We'll give you a better understanding of what PR is today and how you can use it to drive your business in ways you never knew you could. If you're ready to build bigger and better relationship capital, then this is the show for you. Thank you so much again for joining us today here for the Tuesday Tip on It's a PR Thing. I'm your host, Stephanie McFarland, and today we're going to talk about 10 key tools that can help you build better relationships with the news media. Now, building a relationship with the news media, it does take more than just a solid contact list and blasting out news releases. You need not only to help them know about stories, but you must also give them opportunity and materials to help build and package those stories. And you must also be timely, relevant, and responsive to help them do their job. Now, these 10 tools will help you build credibility and a good working relationship with the news media along the way. So are you ready? Here we go. Number one, you need news. (laughs) Yes, you must have actual news relevant to the media topics they're interested in covering. You having a good idea is not enough. You have to have news as the media sees news. So that's number one. Number two, make sure you have a standby document. This helps you be prepared to discuss news either upon request or proactively in promoting a news story. And it enables you to be timely and accurately responsible And the media really like that. They need to get information and move on to the next interview or writing and packaging their news story. And a standby document is one of the most valuable tools in your toolbox. It is more valuable in my mindset than the news release. And Tuesday tip number one, uh, one of our episodes here from a couple of months ago, actually walks you through how to put together a standby document. So please go back and listen to that if you have not. Now, the third tool is the tried and true. That's the news release. And it's generally thought of as PR or as the full gamut of of what PR provides. And you all know if you've been listening, that is just not true. But that is what most organizations see as the silver bullet, the one action that will catapult their company to headline stardom and massive sales. When in reality, it's merely a way to notify the media that you have a news story and you provide those facts in a news format. Um, It does nothing more than give you one incident for generating awareness. Now, it's still an important tool. It's still a key tool, but it's important for you to start to broaden your horizons beyond the news release if that has been your previous conception. Now, number four, the pitch. The pitch, similar to the news release, is often considered a silver bullet. It's like the considered the ultimate tool that generates earned media, which, by the way, is a term many reporters abhor. So if you can cut that from your vocabulary, do work on that. But the pitch is another awareness tool. So it's intended to make specific reporters aware of a story opportunity and provide them with a chance to follow up and discuss. 
Now, the fourth tool, of course, is another tried and true, and that's the interview. And the interview is what I call the next level for the news release. So this is what a good news release will help lead to, a chance to turn words in a news release into a broader opportunity to share more, provide clarity, and let more people see the authenticity and personality of your company and your brand. And if you put out a news release, please make sure that you have someone lined up ready to provide interviews upon request from the interest your news release produces. I can't tell you how frustrating it is for the media when you put out a news release, but now there is no one on the backside to do an interview. So please make sure that you do have someone ready to do a news interview. Number five, embargoed interviews. Now, embargoed interview is something that you offer to select reporters and generally I look at those reporters who have proven themselves to be fair and balanced and ethical. And you could say, you know, it it really is, it's an offer of appreciation for their consistent professionalism and ethics. And you offer an embargoed interview generally before you put out a news release or break your own news. For example, I know my organization is is going to have, if I know my organization is going to have breaking news, then I will generally reach out to the best performing reporters in TV, print, and radio and offer them an advanced interview that they agree to keep embargoed, or in other words, to hold on to it until the time that you drop your news release about the breaking news. And depending on the news itself, you sometimes can do that a month in advance. You might be able to do it a couple of weeks in advance, or you might do it a couple of days in advance. But this essentially gives your best performing reporters at each respective outlet an opportunity to have a story already packaged and ready to launch when your story breaks. Now, number six, backgrounders and listening sessions. Now, these are two similar but a little different tools. They're they're slightly different. Uh, I've done backgrounders before off the record in situations where I've had clients who wanted to help a reporter understand the story better, but they didn't necessarily want to keep the news cycle going. Or maybe it's someone, for example, who felt... Um, that they had, they're they're a minor, for example, Um, you know, there's someone who's underage and parents wanted the media to at least hear the story from them, but they didn't necessarily want their identity out there and they didn't want them attributed to, you know, or maybe they have, they've been, again, they've been maligned in the media in some way and the media didn't have all the facts. But, But the client in that point is not ready to go on the record interview. And again, you know, do these only with reporters that you have a history with, or, or being ethical, uh, who, excuse me, history of being ethical and professional, and especially in keeping their word on embargoed interviews. Now, the listening session, that is where you may have experts on, you may have a panel, maybe it's two or three, maybe you have one expert, it's one, or sometimes, for example, we've done this in the past, you've had people who maybe their, their organization or even their entity is under some kind of actual physical hostile threat. Maybe their employees, you know, their lives have been threatened or their facilities been threatened and they want to be able to talk to the news media about a particular topic, uh, but they don't want to be identified. They don't want to be attributed to. A listening session at least gives a reporter a chance to be able to get comment, get information, get background, and they can use that information. They just can't attribute it to anyone's specific name or facility. So that is another technique that you can use. Now, The other is the media briefing. 
So news conferences have really started to become more passe, but news briefings, on the other hand, are something that are very easy to stand up quickly. And with the prevalence now of people using web conferencing, you can do that again pretty simply. And I know here just recently we had some breaking news announced and we were able to get set up for a news briefing in about an hour and while we had 15 to 16 outlets from around our, uh, our state who joined that briefing live, we were able to take the audio and the video from that recording, pop it into the news release, and get that to more than 300 plus smaller outlets across our state. Um, you know, for maybe, for example, they weren't able to break off and actually join that live briefing or, you know, they're very limited on staff because, again, they're small outlets. And I know that reporters, they liked it. Um, because throughout the day, uh, we would get responses back to the news release with you know, like a, a big thank you with an exclamation, couple exclamation points. We would get, you know, this was very helpful with smiley faces. So we know that that approach was very helpful. So again, that's something for you to think about. You know, again, doing a media briefing, doing it virtually, uh, being able to record it and then pop that into a news release and get it out. It gives you a lot more opportunity to cover a lot more ground. And again, reporters have something that's turnkey, and they can take that and uh, massage that into their packaging and uh, have a new story for the day. Now, B-roll, stills, and media kits. So this leads me to our number nine tool, which is having, again, B-roll, stills, photos, or even a media kit. If it's something that you know you're going to be in charge of, for example, breaking the news, it's going to be your news to break. And... The one thing I can tell you is that when you have those items available uh, and you put them in a news release or you have them in a newsroom somewhere, media really appreciate that. Because again, it shows that you understand their job, you understand what they need, and they appreciate it. And two, you know, they're more likely to pick up your news release uh, with those items in there than it is uh, a news release rather from someone who just sent them just essentially just a print news release and nothing further. Now, the last and final tool is the newsroom. Have at least a landing page that has a list of news releases or at least the news release of the day. And this is also a central place to put your stills, your B-roll, your media kit, and, and make sure you have the media contact information. If you don't have that information available, media will go fish around inside your organization and try to find somebody. They will go out to Facebook and try to find former employees. So have a media contact that they can get in touch with. You know, the, the thing is, is I, I run into this all the time. This is why I want to bring this up and put emphasis on it. I have reporters, producers, news directors, almost on a weekly basis that will call me and say, Steph, do you know who is the media contact for XYZ organization and they will complain about the fact that there's no newsroom and when there is a newsroom there's no media contact information so do make sure that that is prominent as well okay guys there are your 10 tools for helping you to build relationships with the news media and that's where i'm going to leave it for today on this tuesday tip thank you so much for tuning in you know i love talking to you about pr things please go out and make it a great day